Are we ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, let's do it. Hey, I'm Ellie. And I'm Heidi. And we are the Moms Moms in in the the middle. Middle. Two Midwest moms talking about the nuances of pregnancy, birth, and parenting in our modern world. There is so much perceived polarization between the different decisions we make in early parenthood. Home birth versus hospital birth formula versus breast milk, and sleep training versus co-sleeping. But most of us find ourselves somewhere in the middle. From choosing the right provider for your birth to picking a preschool for your toddler, we are going to talk about how we weigh different opinions and follow our intuition to make the right choices for us. There's no right way to parent, and every family has different goals, values, and support. Let's meet in the middle and chat about it. Okay, got it. Well, good morning. Good morning. It's Monday. Monday, and we both kind of have tired eyes. Yeah, this we do. We do. Yeah. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was good. Um, getting ready for vacation in a couple of weeks, so yeah. doing some like last minute shopping, and I've been trying not to get too like hyped up about traveling with kids because this is the first time we're flying with mm-hmm. our toddler, well, our four year old and our one year old, and. Has your four-year-old flown before? No. Okay. So no. An entirely new experience. <laughs> entirely new experience. And I've been like trying really hard to not buy all the things that, mm-hmm. you know, supposedly make life easier when traveling mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what is really actually important. Mm-hmm. So, and then just figuring out like how many people were going to pack in this suitcase mm-hmm. and, and, you know, whatever. But it's just, it's so many things to pack. Especially yep. for the one-year-old, you know? You feel like, like you literally have to pack up your whole house. Yes. Even if it's just like a weekend trip, that's what I feel like we Yes. Do. And so, yeah, I've just been, you know, on TikTok and yes. <laughs> finding all the That hats. would actually be a really great episode because I – and I probably have told you this, but podcast listeners might not know, but we went on over 25 planes with my daughter before she turned – 16 months old and then pandemic hit so, so maybe brave. we should do like a, <laughs> maybe we should do like a baby travel tips episode where I can yeah. talk about all of that because I will say it is much harder once your kids start walking mm-hmm. so like which mm-hmm. I know you know you're both, yeah, your that's kids where are, both your kids are yeah but like traveling with babies I feel like so many people are afraid of mm-hmm. but it was so much easier Mm -hmm. traveling when she was little than it is now well actually she's come back around to being easy at four and a half right yeah now my son is in the hard stage but those toddler years are so hard with traveling yeah um but then I'm like now that she's preschool age and she'll like watch a movie and right I'm not worried I'm really not worried about my oldest I think Mm -hmm. he'll do fine there's definitely less things to pack for him Mm -hmm. um he's potty trained so we don't have to worry about any of that stuff but my daughter, on the other hand, you know, the stuff for sleep and mm-hmm. the swim diapers and the regular diapers and mm-hmm. the, it's just a lot. So yes. anyways, that was my weekend. It was exhausting. My kids were emotional messes and I was feeling very touched out and done by yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, but how I, was your weekend? I like was the opposite of I spent like no time <laughs> with my kids this weekend. So um, I was with them a lot last week though. Our childcare mm-hmm. was just dicey last week. And so I was with them most of the week and was feeling very done with the momming side yeah. <laughs> at, at the end of the week, especially because it was over 100 degrees here when people hear this episode we'll be out of our heat wave I know this morning is like beautiful I mean yeah and we are now we're out of the heat wave but last week was like over 100 degrees every single day and I just felt so 
just like trapped mm-hmm. in the house. Everybody was grumpy from the heat. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. But this weekend, I worked all day Saturday. We had like a little meet the teacher thing for my daughter in the oh, morning yeah, yeah. on Saturday morning. Yeah. And then all afternoon, I had like meetings. That's nice that stuff. it was on Saturday. It was. I mean, nice yeah. for parents. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice you don't have to teachers, like take but... off work to go. Yes. yes. No. Yes. It was very nice. It was fun. We just got to like, you know, walk around her classroom. And she has, so she goes to a school. It's similar to Montessori, but it's um like, mixed age classes so she has the same teacher from last year because she's in the same she's in the kindergarten classroom for three years okay so all the preschool and kindergarten kids are like Mm -hmm. all together in a class um so she still has the same teacher which she is just a huge homebody and like a creature of habit Mm -hmm. and so that type of school has been amazing for her of like she has the same teacher yeah. it's not a whole new environment like and almost like year. the same kids you know yes, like they're all yes, kind of the kids kind of yeah the kids kind of you know some of them transition out to first mm-hmm. grade but then some new kids come up but there's some familiar faces yeah. every year and then um it, they try to make it a very like home like environment so it's just a it's a good school transition was she excited was she excited during no no not at all (laughs) well after meet the teacher she was but she will always say like I don't want to go to school I'm gonna miss Mm -hmm. my mommy I'll miss my she misses her toys like she's just literally a homebody of like I want to be around my house with my toys with my people all the time so she'll always say that but then she did say to me she goes I know I always say I miss you guys so much but once I start playing, I do forget about you. <laughs> As do most kids. Yes. <laughs> She's very self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> so she'll say it all, but then, like, she did Blatantly find... honest. Yes. She did find her teacher added, like, a little basket in their little, like, playhouse that they had that had, like, a mommy and a daddy puppy and little baby puppies uh-huh. in it. And she found that, and she was like... I cannot wait to come to school and play with the puppies. Like she's so excited now to go to like find that toy again when she goes um, next week. So yeah, so she's excited. And then Sunday, me and my husband went on like a day date to an amusement park and water park. If you're not local to Kansas city, it was worlds of fun. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we had lots of, we had lots of fun. I am not a huge ride person, (laughs) but I love water rides. So, but like the other kinds of, you know, the regular kinds of rides I'm not huge into, but yeah, we had lots of fun. Was it busy with like school being back in session? Was it? No, no, it was very chill. And I think a lot of people probably because next week is a three day weekend. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people are probably saving up you know, are doing things next weekend, just like you said, like you're Mm -hmm. going to do things next weekend down at the lake, but then like this weekend, you're just kind of prepping and being home. So, and it was raining all morning, which we didn't go till like 1 p.m. And it had, the sun had come out, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of people probably saw the weather and were like, oh, we're not going. It's not good weather. Yeah. And so it was a lot of fun. The lines weren't very long and we've just been really into day dates, like the last couple years. I prefer day dates. Yeah, I honestly do. Because you're not tired. And mm. then, like, when you stay out late and then you come home, then you have to wake up with the kids and yeah. everything. When we're, like, if we do, like, a day date, we come home right at bedtime, put the yes. kids to bed, and then they're not cranky because then they still have us putting them to bed instead of, like, a babysitter. And then, you know, then we still have our whole evening mm-hmm. to, like, relax and watch a movie or, you know, just yeah, do whatever. Yeah, and get whatever. to bed at a decent time yes, so that bed, you yes. can get up with your kids. Exactly, yes. yeah. Because I'm, like... When we do a nighttime date, it's like 
because my parents usually watch the kids on the weekends mm-hmm. and we go on a date. It's like they put the kids to bed and then they get like all the chill time. So then you're just <laughs> missing out on like, I mean, you're doing something fun, but still you're missing out on that mm-hmm. like chill time that you yeah. have as a parent of like, you know, the 8 to 10 p.m. or whatever, where you right. can kind of like live your life a yes. little bit and watch your shows or read a book or And just I'm relax. always so exhausted in the evenings. Like I know. After parenting all day. Like I, I always feel so bad because if we do do a movie or something, I'm always falling asleep. I know. Always. My husband's exactly. like, are you asleep? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because it's like, it's like you literally then have to parent all day. And then once you're getting that break, then you're going out. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it's just kind of exhausting. And by that point, I don't want to get ready. Yep, I don't no. want to get dressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. we've been huge day date people lately. And I love it. And we also just, we don't. Like, the one thing we have in common is we like to do, like, activities, like, more, like, physical activities. Mm-hmm. This might as well go, like, rock climbing for mm-hmm. a date or, you know, go to the water park, whatever. And so that's just – we always have more fun doing that stuff yeah. than just, like – I mean, not that we don't like, like, going out to dinner together, but it's, like, we are talking all the time. Right. Like, we're lived together uh-huh. for the last 10 years. Yeah. So. You kind of, like, run out of things to talk about. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, Yeah. So now it's like, I mean, it's fun to, like, go to a concert or, like, you know, an like experience. experience. Yeah. But, like, yeah. we really love doing, like, daytime activities. Of yeah. Being able to just do something and not have the stress of dragging the kids mm-hmm. and the snacks and everything mm-hmm. along with us. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, that sounds super fun. Yeah, we had a good time. But, yeah, I'm kind of just, like, I'm, like, sore today. I'm, like, why am I even sore? I didn't, like, really do that much. <laughs> I was just riding rides. But I'm, like, I kept – there was, like, the water slide where you, like, drop, The jostling you know? of – Yeah, where you, like, dro- they, you like stand on the floor and the floor mm-hmm. drops from you. And I didn't do it. And my husband was, like, why are you going to do it? I was, like, I have old bones. Like, I'm going <laughs> to – He's like, you're not even 30. I'm like, I'm going to like throw my neck out. Or I'll, have like a, I'll have a migraine the next two right? days. Oh my God. Um, I was just like, no, I'm not. I'm not getting the floor dropped out from under me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll do most of them. But yeah. that one, I was like, no, no thank, thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> just... oh and gosh. then at the end of the day, he was complaining of his feet hurting, mm-hmm. walking without mm-hmm. shoes all day. He's like, oh, I have such flat feet. I'm like, see, we're just getting older. <laughs> Yeah, and you're younger than I am. I know. It's funny, though, how we, like, we're going to both turn 30 in a couple months. And it's funny, the last year I finally, (laughs) I noticed some of those things. Like, and it's probably also having my second baby, too, Mm -hmm. just, like, wears down your body, having kids does. Um, And so I was just like, yeah, I was just starting to notice just little changes Mm -hmm. where I just can't, like, do whatever I want with no consequences anymore. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of outings, we are going to talk today about kind of nursing and breastfeeding and going back to work and just being away from our kids and Mm -hmm. what that looked like. We both have very different experiences with that. Kind of how we transitioned from being home on maternity leave to pumping and Mm -hmm. still feeding our kids through Because I see it a lot that this is like a stressor. For a lot of moms, like coming off of maternity leave or deciding to go back to work after, especially being in America, home with kids. we don't have very great long maternity leave. Mm-hmm. So usually, you feel like you're just getting breastfeeding down when you are then now having to figure out pumping. And I think I deal with this all the time on like, I'm sure you do as a postpartum Mm -hmm. doula, but like in my postpartum visits with my clients, of like, it's been three or four weeks and they're like, okay, breastfeeding's going well. 
okay, I have to go back to work in two or three weeks. Yeah. Like what are, you know, how do I build up mm-hmm. a stash or, you know, have some milk on hand? How do I use my pump? Like all those things. And it's like this whole it's additional whole thing. thing. So we're kind of just going to chat about what worked for us yeah. and some different tips we have. Yeah. So I know for me, so I, when I had my first, mm-hmm. I was working full time at the hospital. I had an office job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't working 12 hour floor. shifts on the floor yeah. or anything. Um, so it was definitely much easier for me to, um, you know, take the breaks to go mm-hmm. pump. And a lot of my meetings and stuff were virtual or whatever. So I could still be on a meeting and just have like my camera off, you know, while and still pumping. while yeah. pumping. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was my experience where I was, I was literally able to take the breaks and I know that and that when is did you not, go back to work? I, I took a full 12 weeks with okay. both of my kids. Okay. Um, and so I know that that's not the experience for a lot of moms, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. and to have the ability. I know a lot of my coworkers and nurses that I worked alongside Mm -hmm. really struggled to get in enough pumping sessions, Mm -hmm. but I also had a commute. And so there was, you know, quite a big difference as, as far as time goes, by the time I would nurse my baby, get them dressed, get them ready, get them dropped off at daycare and then get myself to work. Mm -hmm. I almost had to pump on the way. And I found that that was one of the best ways to keep my supply up Mm -hmm. and pump enough. I was always just a, just enougher. Mm -hmm. And so I pumped on my, you know, 40 minute commute on the way. I pumped a couple times during the day and then I would pump on my way home. That's something I always utilize too when mm-hmm. I'd be going to births is like pumping on my way yep. to the birth. And then, you know, then you're one, you don't have to worry about it in the first hour or two of mm-hmm. work. You can kind of just hop into work with like a clear head and then think, okay, in the next three hours or so I have to yeah. pump, but like, I can just forget about it for now. And two, it's, yeah, it's just passive. It's like time you're already spending in yeah. the car. And so to just hook up your pump, your pumps and do it. And I just got to a point where I didn't care if I went through the Starbucks drive through with my pump on, like yeah. it just didn't matter. <laughs> um, but I certainly wasn't like unhooking and running in. So it was always the drive through pickup. Yes. But, yeah. um, but like, as far as preparing for returning back to work, mm-hmm. I kind of just pumped like maybe once a day, mm-hmm. usually in the morning. Um, and that's or what I usually evening. recommend to people. Mm-hmm, I think too. the whole like, stash thing is so overblown like all you need is one day's worth of milk Mm -hmm. ideal you know ideally a couple extra bags in case you have a meeting that runs late or Mm -hmm. you know those kinds of things but also you could always have a box of formula available too for emergencies um it's not going to like kill your child Mm -hmm. it's not going you know if they're exclusively breastfed but get a bottle of formula every once in a while is going to be okay but yeah I see so many people stressing about building up that stash to go back to work because they see like TikToks or Instagram reels about people with these humongous deep freezers mm-hmm. full of milk. Yeah. And that's so abnormal. To it was be able never to me. That. Yeah, <laughs> it no. was never me. And second, they see um, people talking about like, oh, my supply just dropped out of nowhere mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like that is very rare for things like that to right. happen. But I definitely have seen those stories on social media and I could see how people get into a frenzy of like, I have to make as much milk as possible. Yeah. Because or it just didn't make enough just milk. Yeah. I just didn't make enough milk. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that certainly can happen mm-hmm. where you don't produce, but usually there's something else 
going on mm-hmm. or something that needs to be tweaked with your routine or something mm-hmm. to ensure your supply stays. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I stressed, I stressed so much, you know, and I was pumping when I say like I was taking breaks for pumping, like I was pumping forever just to get mm-hmm. enough. And finally with my first, I got to a point right before COVID hit, mm-hmm. honestly, where, um, I decided that I was just going to do half and half. Like he mm-hmm. would just get as much as I could pump mm-hmm. and then the rest of it would be formula. And I actually did mix. I did mix like mm-hmm. half ready feed formula and half breast milk because that's the only way he would take the formula. He would not take a straight formula bottle. Oh, okay. He and liked so, the taste. Yeah. yeah. And so we had to, um, mix we it. had to mix it. And I remember when COVID hit, I was so stressed out because the ready feed formula was hard to find. Mm -hmm. And so I bought like a whole case and then we ended up being home together for like five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the time he went back to school or like back to daycare, I, we didn't really need. He was was (laughs) one. Yeah. He was one just or like really close to. And Mm -hmm. so we just kind of made it through without it. But Yeah, I just, I stress so much and it was just such a relief when I finally was like, okay, with just, and I, I tell that to moms all the time because Mm -hmm. like, it's okay. Like whatever you can give them is good. And then when, you know, and we nursed, he nursed fine. It's just, Mm -hmm. I didn't respond well to the pump. Yeah. And And that's a lot of people's experience. Mm -hmm. And I um, get so frustrated when like pediatricians or something recommend to pump so that you know how much you're giving mm-hmm. to your baby because mm-hmm. a lot of moms just do not pump what the baby is able right. to actually feed. Your baby's like, so much see, more efficient. Yes. Yeah, so you'll mm-hmm. see babies who are like gaining weight, having pee and poopy diapers, like all, hitting all their milestones, mm-hmm. just thriving off of just directly breastfeeding. And then the mom will go back to work and be like, I can't pump what they're able. And obviously if you're then like you did, if you're going to be at work, you need to have something for them mm-hmm. at daycare to yeah. eat if you're not able to pump what they need. And you know, that's when formula is a life-saving, amazing thing that we have available to us. And I've even, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, doulas are just crunchy. They're just going to push breastfeeding. But I have said to some people Mm -hmm. postpartum, like, you need to integrate formula into your routine. Like, Mm -hmm. because I'll just see the like distress and exhaustion on their face and how they're stressing over every single little ounce and never sleeping to just be pumping like around the clock. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, if you're comfortable with it, I think that adding in a bottle of formula once a night before bed mm-hmm. for baby or something like that would really help like ease your mind yeah, and your mental and, like, health, which is so yes, important. balancing the mental health and the feeding. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important and, um, yeah, it can, it's not all or nothing. Any amount, like even just one bottle of breast milk a day has tons of antibodies. Oh my gosh, and so much. I just say whatever you can give, yeah. is, if, as long as you want to continue. Yes. Yeah. Um, is, is better than nothing. Yes. Um, but it's, it's hard. It's hard to come to that, like get into that mindset and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, you know, had something else in your mind that you were going to like be this, milk machine you know Mm -hmm. for the whole first year and then that's not the case it's hard Mm -hmm. to be okay with that but that was a lifesaver um a sanity saver for sure just Mm -hmm. just coming to that conclusion um and then with my daughter I was in a different 
position because I was Mm -hmm. transitioning into doula work and Mm -hmm. part-time work at the hospital. And so that meant that I didn't have as much flexibility in my schedule. Mm -hmm. And so I did the wearable pump with her. Yeah. So Um, what was your experience with wearable pumps? So I used it a bit when I was at home still just Mm -hmm. to, again, build up a little bit of a supply before Mm -hmm. I started back to work. Um, And then I had really good luck with it for the first like three months. Okay. And then I don't know if it the it was the pump having issues or if it was just me not responding very well mm-hmm. to it. Um and like my milk supply like down regulating or something. Mm-hmm. Um but I just did not have as much success. I had issues with it like leaking and mm-hmm. just I just no matter what I did, I had like I got the correct flanges, I got flange inserts, mm-hmm. everything. And I just it just was not working. And yeah. so I ended up um just going back to my double electric, but I had the Motif yeah. um, pump um, instead of the Medela this second time around, and I loved it. Yes, which that's yes, exactly what my too. thing too. Yes, Medela was my first, and then I had the Motif Luna for my second, and I I loved the Motif. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find Spectra is very comparable too when I'm working with clients. Like I feel like both yes. those are very great. But yeah, the Medela, I just was not. I mean, I've so I had very different experiences. I have always had an oversupply mm-hmm. with both yeah. my kids. Um, and so I would produce fine with the Medela. I just don't like the whole setup, like I liked the motif better. Mm-hmm. I felt like it just was, it was quicker. More it was more comfortable. Um, I like that you can customize like mm-hmm. the pump flows a lot more versus the Medela had more just like you just click for letdown yep. mode, click for regular. I like being able to kind of fluctuate it up and down with different things. So yeah. Love it was easier to just motif. like carry around. Yes. The motif, that's the one thing I find different with the motif versus the spectra is it's a little bit smaller mm-hmm. and it was very lightweight for me to pack in my dual Did bag. yours have the battery? Did you do like the battery backup yes. one? Yeah. I had the same, yes. same one. Okay. Yeah. I did not have the plug-in. I just... I loved that feature. Yes. With doula work, I have to be able to pump like mm-hmm. anywhere. Yep. So <laughs> it was like, I I definitely needed that. And I tried a wearable too. I, I used it a few times when like I was out of birth and just could not like go take Mm -hmm. 15 or 20 minutes to pump especially like now I can go like six to eight hours without pumping without feeling full at all now that I'm at like the 18 month mark but in the beginning like since I was kind of an overproducer like if I didn't hit every three hours like I'd be full I'd get I'd get clogs like everything so sometimes I throw in like my wearable pump but I hated the wearable pump. I mean, I didn't get like a nice one or anything, but I, I think I have the mom cozy. Okay. And I just hated it. No yeah. offense to mom cozy. No. I just like, I felt like they were bulky. And then I just never got nearly as much as I would get with my mm-hmm. double electric. I would get clogs after using them. I got clogs a lot. So I had the willow go. Okay. Um, and I got clogs a lot. Yes. I noticed once it kind of like after that three month mark, yes. I started getting a lot of clogs. Yes. I would get clogged and then sometimes I just wouldn't have it lined up perfectly because yes. it's so hard to see like where, mm-hmm. how to get your nipples centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then I literally have it pumping for like 10 or 15 minutes, go check and I had nothing. Right. Like yes. in the thing. So I'm like, okay, now I have to do this all over Well, again. I'm glad like, to know that up. it wasn't just like the willow go for me but like I had the exact same experience and it's so frustrating yes it's so frustrating when you're sitting there pumping for like 10 or 15 minutes and you look and you're like because it's hard to see and then you're like well I'm still full 
yes, you're still full. <laughs> you have to do the whole thing, like pump again, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, I yes, I got a mom co- the mom cozies just for I knew I was going to be mm-hmm. at first, might have to, you know, have that emergency like backup kind of thing to yeah. use. And I was not a fan. So I would end up, yeah, just using my motif and like drive. I would pump a lot driving back and forth from meetings, back and forth from births and just got a, you know, pumping bra that I could stick them in and just go. And who cares if somebody sees at a stoplight? Who yeah. Cares? Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter. Who cares? We yeah. all gotta, we all gotta, all gotta take care of our, yeah. our business and our babies. And yeah. So yeah. my first, she never took a bottle Okay, ever. She started drinking from a straw cup at six months old. So mm. I, though I wasn't working full time with her at all. I was going to school at night. Mm-hmm. So I'd be gone for like three to four hour stretches at nights for classes and my husband would just try to console her as best as he could why I'd be gone but she was like a nurse around the clock like she was nursing all the time especially mm-hmm. in the evenings because she would like cluster feed in the yeah. evenings and so she'd be really fussy but he would just have to kind of deal with Wear her, her and, yeah. yeah baby wearing was his friend he would like walk outside with her baby yeah. wearing was like the only way she'd calm down so it'd be like the dead of winter and he'd be like walking around <laughs> outside with like blankets on yeah. top of them um and the baby carrier so yeah just surviving we, yes we tried everything with her and she just never took a bottle she never took a passy anything um but I pumped some like I didn't really pump with her I used the haka a lot which is a breast pump it helps yeah. it produces yeah. um milk and I ended up since she never took a bottle I had like a few bags in the freezer that I kept for like mixing with mm-hmm. um oatmeal and different yeah. things like when mm-hmm. she got older and was taking solids and um but I ended up donating like 200 ounces really yeah well, that's to awesome the NICU. that's um, awesome that yeah you yeah, the St. Luke's NICU used mm-hmm. to have it. They don't anymore. Right. Um, but yeah, I had to get like the blood work done, like everything. To, yeah, like, it's kind it. of a process yeah, to donate is. to like, yeah. Yeah, it is. And I actually like felt bad. I was like, oh, if I knew I was going to do this, I might have pumped more to just donate more. But I mean, I was just, I was stressed out enough with her. Yeah. I didn't need to. Didn't but, need to yeah. <laughs> but then I had such, yeah, an oversupply with her. I actually feel like it contributed sometimes to her colic because she wouldn't take a passy. So mm-hmm. she'd just be like nursing all, the, all time. the time for comfort. And then she would get like over full and then like spit up and then want to nurse again. Oh my gosh. She was yeah, just, it's yeah. A, it's hard. Yeah. Really yes. Hard. And sometimes I'm like, I wish I could just like turn off my boobs and she could just literally like just suck as like a pacifier without the volume yeah Mm -hmm. yes but she was a humongous baby so I mean you know her now she's Mm -hmm. so tiny she's like 15th percentile she was in like the 90th percentile until she started crawling um and she was just so chunky and my son is really big but he's more like proportionally big he's (laughs) tall he's chunky he's like big and he's 18 months now and still big so Mm -hmm. it's more like I think it's just him but she was more so like she was short and tiny but just like the roll yeah. on her are just humongous and I think it's just because she literally nursed all the time, all the time. and had an oversupply that she was just like so chunky I mean she was so cute but she was just this little yeah. chunky little baby it did you adorable. like the haka back so, to that so yes I had a really it. great experience with the haka <laughs> Like, I just, I could never, like, it never stayed. It always got kicked. I just, I hated it. Yes. I had And really... I didn't get, because I didn't have, like, didn't, a good, yeah. huge supply. Mm-hmm. I just didn't, I never really leaked a lot with either of my kids. Mm-hmm. I never really leaked a lot. I didn't have a lot that would drip out with a letdown. Yes. And... Yeah, so I, I just hated such, it for that reason. I had such an overactive letdown mm-hmm. that I would use it 
to get my first letdown. So like if I felt like she was going to be eating in the next Mm -hmm. like 10 or 15 minutes, I would put it on, let it stimulate the first letdown. That's how I got like the 200 ounces. Right. Just from those letdowns. letdowns. And then I would latch her to Mm -hmm. nurse. And that helped a lot with her fussiness. That was like one of the things that I read online to help with the fussiness. But it definitely didn't help like my oversupply. It just helped with like that. Um, But it was kind of annoying that I had to like, do it do that. all the time. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, so going back, so then I, um, when I was like, I did wedding coordination through college. Oh, I so, know that. Yeah, yeah. So, so I cool. did have some, so once she was like six months old is when I started to kind of like go back to doing that mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I lo- worked for like a local wedding venue and then sometimes would take like weddings on the weekends too. Um, so anyway, so I kind of went back to that around when she was six months old and she was starting to like take milk through a straw mm-hmm. um so i mean she would not be happy about it but she would survive like yeah i'd be gone all if day. she really needed it she yes. would take it yes yeah. and kind of you know and that was just kind of like sporadic it wasn't like this huge routine mm-hmm. of like oh i have to pump or whatever but i would just take you know breaks in my car like every three hours right. or so and pump um but yeah i definitely just nursed her directly through most of her first year of life. Um, and then with my son, I actually tried, I had an oversupply right away again with him. Like it immediately came in forcefully tons of milk. I mean, which most people have a lot of milk in the beginning and it mm-hmm, pairs down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, okay, I feel like this is going to happen again. If I have this huge oversupply. So I purposely worked with a lactation consultant to try to get like a just Ahead enough supply. Yeah. yeah. So, um, most people are like, Oh my gosh, you're so blessed to have like so much milk. And it's like, no, if you don't want have like the time and energy to keep on top right. of it. It's exhausting. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like, yes, could I pump and like get a lot of milk to freeze or give donate or things like that yes but like all I really want to do is nurse my baby directly and the more and it's harder I produce yes they would like he would get fussy and gassy Mm -hmm. and all that stuff my son definitely did not have like colic at all like my daughter but Mm -hmm. he definitely had issues with like gas and spit up and just all like the normal newborn things but I feel like it happened a lot from my oversupply. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew a lot more and working with the lactation consultant, like I was able to figure out positioning and different tricks and stuff to help like mitigate my overactive letdown and nurse him. But um, so going back to work, I would try to only use the haka like once or twice a day instead mm-hmm. of like before every feed mm-hmm. to kind of get a little bit of a stash built yeah. up for when I would go back to work. But I did take six months off since I was working for myself mm-hmm. as a doula mm-hmm. um, from birth. So at the three month mark, I was starting to go back to like prenatal meetings right. and the business stuff and like all of those things. Um, but I didn't like attend a birth until he was six months old. Um, and he always took a bottle. I'd say around nine months, he kind of stopped taking a bottle, but Mm -hmm. he just like was very interested in food and then would take like a sippy of milk. Mm -hmm. And so he just like, didn't really want one anymore. He was kind of like, okay, I'll just wait till mom comes home to nurse kind of thing. And he was still getting his milk through a sippy cup. Um, but he took a bottle. And so, but I never had, I'd say more than 50 to 70 ounces in my freezer okay. at all times for him. And I mm-hmm. purposely did not want any more than that. Like yeah. I was like, this is enough. And I still have like 
30 or 40 ounces in my freezer that I feel like we'll just never use. Like, I think I maybe have like four. Four ounces, <laughs> yeah. But we've used a lot. Like when we stopped, like when I stopped pumping, I had maybe like eight mm-hmm. in there. And then like we've used it for diaper rashes and and Yes. So lots of times for like diaper that. rashes, I'll throw one in the bath mm-hmm. with them or like for yeah. things like that. Um, but lots of times now when I work and this might be controversial, I posted a reel about it and it got a lot of views and some people were kind of upset about it. Other people were like, she can do whatever she wants, <laughs> but I usually dump my milk when I'm pumping. I didn't work, see that. Yeah. Um, because I still do feel full about every six to eight hours. So I still do have to pump if I'm at a long birth, but it's just, since I already have stuff in the freezer that's not being used, it's just not worth it to me to save, to like bag it and make sure it's and make sure it's cold and like take it out and just save it it's just not usually worth it to me so like once in a while I'll save it and then like my daughter actually likes to drink breast Mm -hmm. milk so like so we'll just give it to her in a cup um when I get home or whatever but my son has asked a couple of times and I'm like I don't think you would like it, but you're welcome to try. And he's like, Oh no. (laughs) My daughter was still nursing when I got pregnant with my son. Right. And she remembered when I was pregnant, she remembered still nursing. And she, she says that she doesn't remember nursing now, but when I was like towards the end of my pregnancy, she's like, are you going to start making milk again? And I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, maybe I can have some sometime if you pump it. <laughs> and so um, I was like, sure, whatever. Yeah. And so sometimes she'll drink like a cup or you know, I'll give it to my son in a sippy cup. But mm-hmm. he really doesn't drink a lot of milk when I'm gone. So I'm just not, even though I started with like 50 to 70 ounces, mm-hmm. it's like I would, I'm pumping enough. At, yeah. I was always pumping enough at work to have, more than what he'd be drinking yeah. when I was gone. So, yeah. um, but I switched around nine months from using the double electric to just a manual pump. Mm-hmm. And I love the manual pump. I have like, a love hate relationship with the manual really? pump. Really? Yeah. Do you feel like you respond well to your manual pump? No. Or no? Oh, okay. I like it for the convenience. Mm-hmm. And if I need to, like, I, I use a manual pump both with both kids, like, when I kind of was weaning off of the pump like mm-hmm. when I was kind of closer to that year mark and just needed to like relieve a little bit mm-hmm. or you know I didn't have time for the double mm-hmm. electric I like it for convenience but I never did and I just didn't respond well to any pump yeah like, it just was a problem for both and I had a better supply with my daughter mm-hmm. the second time around I definitely had a better supply um but yeah anyways yeah, I, no, I, I know you've had really good luck with it. I love my manual pump. I love that you can just like throw it in the bag and not have to bring all it's definitely the convenience, things, like all the flanges, mm-hmm. the bottles, everything. It's like just one thing you throw in and I just throw some bags in there mm-hmm. um, and I can fit it in like I have a little packet cooler that has yeah. like that you put in the freezer and it freezes and so I can just like throw my manual and a few bags in there and like go to births. Yeah. And around the nine month mark, I just get to a point where I just don't want to hear the pump. Yeah. Like, I don't want to yeah. hear the whoosh, 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 yeah. like, whatever. Like, I'm just, like, so over Like, haunted it. by yes. it. Yes, that I'm, like, I don't know why there's something about the manual pump that just, like, feels okay. Mm-hmm. And I also get to that point where, like, I'm kind of just relieving the yeah. pressure versus feeling like I need to, like, get 
and full bottles mm-hmm. and like all those things. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just do it very hands on when I'm doing it. Like I'll do like a massage. breast massage while I'm manually pumping. I definitely had to do that in yes. order to get anything out with them with really any pump. I had to do yeah, breast the hands on pumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really can like do one breast in like five minutes and then the other breast in five minutes. I'm mm-hmm. done in 10 minutes. Like mm-hmm. it's quick for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, so I just kind of have switched to that around the nine month mark. And then that's what I bring to birth now. Now, and I, my experience is a lot different than yours in the sense of like, you kind of went back to work and then had to pump mm-hmm. every day while your kids were like in care mm-hmm. and everything where I usually work from home most days. So I, I just try to avoid pumping as much as possible. I've usually tried to schedule my meetings and stuff around when I'll go up and nurse him for nap time and then just not have to worry about pumping at all. Um, But then also for births, I'm gone a very unpredictable amount of time. So I have to kind of be prepared. So before I hit that year mark, I would pump every three hours. I I think like the most I ever went was probably like four hours um, between pumps when I was, you know, between the six months to a year and was attending births. But I had to pump in a lot of unpredictable circumstances. A lot of times in my car, um, I pumped. I know they're always like, don't pump in a bathroom. But like I pumped in the hospital bathrooms all of the time because I was just what like that's what's available to you you kind of just make it yeah and I'm like okay I could like go to my car but especially with COVID you used to have to like to go through all these things to get checked out and into like the labor and delivery rooms and it was like I don't want to go to my car and I think it's different too when you're being told you have to pump in the bathroom like that's your space that's your only space is Mm -hmm. to pump in this little bathroom that doesn't have any counter space for you it feels dirty it's not clean yes um versus like that's where I'm where I choose to go yes. because it's the most convenient for me yes. right now yes and yeah. I would always bring like sanitizing wipes and just and like, with the manual the pump counter. too you're not setting a bunch of stuff everything out. else yep. yeah yeah totally yes and sometimes I just sit in the shower too because they always had shower chairs in the bathroom <laughs> and like if they feels better than the toilet <laughs> yeah if my client wasn't using the shower I'd sit in the shower and yep. just like hold the motif like on my lap mm-hmm. and my head was using my double electric yeah. um and yeah it always was fine I do find that when at birth I think my adrenaline is so high and my stress levels are so high that I never produce a lot during births like during stressful births um so I would kind of just like pump because I felt like I needed to keep telling my body every three to four Mm -hmm. hours and if it wasn't stressful birth and it was just relaxed and I was like okay I can just go pump now whatever Mm -hmm. like I would produce fine but I just feel like with I think maybe other people who work maybe high stress jobs have similar issues of you just don't produce as much when your stress level is like yeah well and I think too when you're pressured to to pump in just a short amount of time Mm -hmm. like you've got a 15 minute break and you've got to pump and so you have to take the time to find somewhere to pump get everything set up Mm -hmm. then you got to pump and you're trying to replace Mm -hmm. what your baby's eating and And I'm thinking about okay my client is about to start pushing yeah maybe I should be trying this position maybe like I'm thinking about that because I'm like stressed to get back Mm -hmm. to that situation Mm -hmm. um and so yeah it just I would definitely have pumping sessions where I just wouldn't produce as much because I was just worried about getting back something that really helped me was I would take videos of me and my son not always just nursing but just like spending time together like we were like snuggling or something like that Mm -hmm. I would have like videos of us just being like 
cute together. I would always go through um, pictures and videos. Yes. And like really being able to like look at you and your baby and like your brain being brought back to time mm-hmm. where like the oxytocin was flowing, mm-hmm. I feel like really helps you like kind of come down from that stress. Or sometimes I would call like my husband and ask how the kids were doing yeah. or just things like that. Um, why I was pumping and that would always. For a while a I took like a little like baby blanket too with mm-hmm. me and um, I tried really hard not to pay attention to the pump. Like yeah, I tried so not to watch out. it. Yes. Um, I would like give myself the set, you know, the time. And then I would like look and see like, okay, mm-hmm. do I need to try to get another letdown before I quit or whatever. Yes. Um, but then I also tried to make it kind of like my time. Fun. Yeah. To like decompress a little bit, whatever that is, whether, whether it was listening to a podcast or an audiobook or having a good snack or a coffee or something to make it more enjoyable because I truly mm-hmm dislike pumping like if I had to be an Mm -hmm. exclusively pumping mom like kudos to them because I could not do it Mm -hmm. I could not do it no I would I would just hate and I actually (laughs) heard that tip in my um first breastfeeding class I ever took before I had my daughter there was I'm the lactation consultant gave the tip of like if you're pumping at night and like watching tv don't watch like a murder mystery Mm -hmm. watch like a comedy Mm -hmm. and that there's actually studies that show that like you make more milk watching like comedy and Mm lighthearted shows versus like watching like watching that during labor yes you know like watching that like the laughter yes kind of producing some oxygen yeah just makes sense um and the other thing that really saved me was not like I used the pump wipes, like I would wipe stuff down yes, or I would put it all in like a, one of those silicone, like reusable Ziploc mm-hmm. bags and then throw it in the fridge in between pumping sessions. So I so wasn't like, clean every, yeah, every it just time. made things a little bit quicker, less stressful. I wasn't having to like worry about finding somewhere to wash things. Yes. I would that. always use those wipes too, because obviously I didn't always have access to like right. a sink and yes. a wash basin and like all those yeah. things. And so I'd always use those wipes as were really really great um but yeah yeah pumping is a beast and I will just say if you are dealing with pumping maybe you have a weird job like I do I got much better at this with my second baby of just literally saying okay it's time for me to pump Mm -hmm. I'm going to go do this and like not asking for permission and not feeling guilty about it like you know there's someone else besides your work needing you too and that's your baby and so you have to make time for both and yes um, and just saying it with confidence to mm-hmm. your boss or mm-hmm. whatever, being like, okay, it's, you know, and it's setting my time that to expectation too when you do return to work or like before, if you mm-hmm. can be in contact with your boss or whoever it is, just to say, like, I am breastfeeding, I'm going to need to mm-hmm. pump. These are the times I'm planning to pump, you know, just having those conversations ahead of time. Yeah. So that you're not stressed going back and feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to tell them or I need to try to make time or whatever. And it's like if once in a while you have to be on a meeting Mm -hmm. while you're pumping like Mm -hmm. or on a phone call or something like that, that's not going to completely diminish and destroy like your breastfeeding relationship and your supply. But it is important to take that time for yourself and to Mm -hmm. focus on your baby and to focus on producing breast milk. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that a lot of people, especially working from home and virtually, a lot of times we get into that mindset of like, oh, we'll just throw on the pumps and just keep working through it. And I do think it's important to try to like slow down at least once or twice a day if Mm -hmm. you can to like think about your baby, think about the process and just kind of relax because I think it does help with production and production. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. It does. 100%.
Well, this is a good combo. Yeah. Well, good luck to all the moms out there working through this and navigating it. Yes. If you guys have any other questions about being like a working mom or, um, or breastfeeding or whatever mm-hmm. for us feel free to email us we'll leave that in our bio and, and again we'll whenever we're never claiming to be experts nope, not at all but just this is just our experience yeah 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 we'll see all you guys right. next time see you next time thanks for joining us this week on moms in the middle if you like this episode make sure to leave us a review and hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts in order to receive notifications on new episodes If you want to follow us on social media, check out our show notes for links to our profiles. Have a great week and we'll catch you in the middle next time.